0: I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the truth. Run!
1: Cross the border And politicians build a new world order Too many minds are convinced they should be led I've got to be free The way God made men And I won't be ruled by the damn went Taking your right to self-defense They say you're safer but they don't make sense not turn in the guns. All the unions always ask for All we buy is made on foreign shores. Come a day when they'll be real.
2: Podcast of Tap into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you, as always, I am your ever-so-humble and, you know, mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap. coming to you live from historic Roan County, Tennessee. And, uh, you know, it is, for the benefit of those of you listening on terrestrial radio, to the real- it is March the 3rd, it is 2022, and it is just a few brief moments after 7 p.m. Eastern. Ah, uh, You, can, of course, can adjust your time zone accordingly. I have no doubt. Uh, you can start looking very, very soon to having more live broadcasts going out, so you can start joining me and hanging out in the chat room. Uh, at this point, the real question remains whether or not it's going to be live on Spreaker or a return to live on BTR. We'll see what happens. In the meanwhile, uh, just kind of be on the lookout for it, and uh, that's about all I have to say about that. Now, uh, going to kind of steer away from talking about Russia-Ukraine today, uh, mostly because I've still got some questions that I kind of feel like I need to develop some answers for uh, before I get too much further into uh, going down the rabbit hole of all the different things that still don't quite add up for me. Uh, There's a lot of things going on, and I'm still trying to sort through what is strictly propaganda and what is positive news stories being used as propaganda. Now, some of you may wonder exactly what the difference is, and it's pretty clear cut. Positive news stories that can be used as propaganda are things that are actually happening. Things that are actually true, maybe only slightly exaggerated, uh, can also sometimes fall into that category, although... Once you start delving into the realm of exaggeration when it comes to this, I think you're slipping away from uh, real things used as propaganda and start getting into the realm of just straight-up propaganda. And and things like that are uh, items that were never actually true at all. Uh, things like the Ghost of Kiev, uh, which I have to admit, I was reading the reports, I was like, wow, that is so incredible. And then uh, after some investigation, I'm like, wow, that is so fake. <laughs> and and unfortunately, some of us didn't get that secondary message that that is so fake part. But that's the thing about the fog of war. Truth of the matter is a lot of what we count on our media to do, particularly our news media, is to try to cut through the BS and let us know what actually is happening on the ground, which is why it's a shame that American journalism has gone the way it has now. It's not just in the United States that this has happened. So please don't uh, think that I'm not willing to criticize so-called journalists anywhere in the world, because a lot of y'all have decided to pick a side, and you want to push the agenda. You want to be propagandist yourself and not actually journalist. Some of you need to relearn what the word means. But I digress. We count on the media. We count on actual journalists to tell us what's going on to the best of their ability, to be as accurate as they can. And we just, we're not getting that. I don't know if the same can be said uh, in other countries that regularly listen to this broadcast, but I know here in the United States we're getting a very one-sided view when it comes to reporting the stories. And, of course, that is the preordained globalist agenda of brave, brave Ukrainians fighting against the Russian naughty people. Now, you could probably tell from previous broadcasts that I am very much uh, in favor of the Ukrainian people remaining free. And I am very much against Vladimir Putin Uh, taking any steps towards rebuilding the former Soviet Union in any fashion. And I still stand by that. Putin's a bad guy. He is not a good guy. He doesn't stand up for Christianity for the sake of Christianity. He does so for the sake of manipulating people both in his country and outside of his country. He is a nationalist who believes in bringing Russia back to the top of the pile but he still believes in sovereign borders he wants the russian borders to be respected he's not a globalist he doesn't want to become part of just a large conglomerate package of a group of nations that really are just one world he he doesn't want that and neither does china well there's going to be one world but the whole world's going to be ruled by china so it's going to be one nation under china not many nations come together in a union, of which some elitist is pulling the strings. So essentially what you have going on in the battle for Ukraine is essentially a fight between uh, these nationalist forces that are still bad forces, which sadly enough is also including the United States in this action. And didn't I just say I wasn't going to go down this route? Well, here I go. <laughs> and so uh, fighting this globalist idea, because We don't want Russia to regain its former individual glory. That's that's part of the equation here. It's not all of it. But you know this is a major part of it because, I'm sorry, Switzerland, Switzerland, the Swiss, taking a side? That doesn't happen by accident, and it doesn't happen by their choice. They wouldn't pick a side against the Nazis. I don't care... How bad of a guy you think Putin is, I think he's pretty bad. I think he's a stone-cold, hardened killer who doesn't give a rat's backside about anybody's life other than his own. He's about as bad as he can get, but he still is no freaking Nazi. This wasn't by choice. This was by pressure put on them by the banking industry. This is all part of that very dreaded globalist version of the Great Reset. To so make no mistake about it, and yeah, okay. Oh, now you're wearing your tinfoil hat, Tim. Now you're being all crazy and nuts. No, just, just, just trust me on this. But there's still some other things that aren't quite adding up just yet, and I'm still trying to, to try to piece together the the issues so I can really kind of decide what I think is really happening here. And and I hope I'm not the only one out there that sees how this is playing out and doesn't end up having more questions than they have answers. I mean, there is a great deal of certainty. Why did uh, Vladimir actually invade Ukraine? Well, pretty simple. In his belief in rebuilding the Soviet Union. Those are the two primary things, and there may have been some smaller things to go with it. Why hasn't he pushed harder and to to just... Overwhelm Ukraine. Well, I honestly think, from a strategic standpoint of wanting to leave enough infrastructure in place that whatever puppet government he installed after they withdrew, after they removed the Nazis that are running the country, according to him, it's odd that uh, the current president of Ukraine happens to be a Jew. Uh, Jewish Nazis, whoever knew such a thing was possible, but Vladimir sees through their lies. He knows instantly. Okay, so with that being said, uh, just utter ridiculousness. Right. Complete and total, utter ridiculousness. So we clearly have a battle going on between various groups and primarily between one group of bad guys and another group of bad guys. And unfortunately, the feckless leadership of our nation is part of the globalist group of bad guys. Uh, The American people, if they really, really had any idea what these folks were trying to push, would push back so freaking hard. But there's still some other things at play, and I, I'm going to have to dig into it to really see if if I can get there. Because I, I'm wondering, is this really just an effort to garner intel on exactly how good American technology works in the field? And, and they're sharing that intel with China. Uh, is, is this Vladimir trying to prove to China that he can be a good ally because they're going to have to ally against China? The globalist groups is is that part of what's at play? And while I really don't think the globalist, uh, the Davos groups, who seems incredibly well positioned to make a huge profit off of this, well, I don't think they orchestrated this because I don't think they can control or even manipulate uh, Putin that much. Unless, unless Joe Biden's actually a heck of a lot sharper than we think he is. And all that projecting of weakness was part of a very elaborate, very risky plan to try to lead Vladimir into thinking he could get away with it. I I don't think that's the case, but wow, wouldn't that be some next level George Soros level creepy wild stuff. Yeah, we're, we're spending some time in the conspiracy corner now, aren't we? So I don't think they are behind what started it. Could be wrong. I mean, they could have manipulated. But I also firmly believe if experience has taught us anything and just listening to these people has taught us anything, they just, it's no longer within them to ever let a good crisis go to waste. So the opening there, why not take advantage of it? Right, I mean that's that seems to be the direction they're going in. So anyway, we'll we'll continue to see. But the the big news from today uh, is the fact that Ukraine and Russia have now agreed to uh, these safe pathways to allow aid to get in uh, to civilians primarily. And it's like, okay, here one minute ago you're you're bombing civilian populations because now you're trying to make it hurt, trying to make Uh, the the will of the Ukrainian people finally break because they've been standing firm as long as you've only been targeting military, right? Despite the propaganda that they've been targeting uh, the civilian population all along, it it appears that that's probably not 100% accurate, but probably isn't that far-fetched either because unfortunately, whether you're targeting civilians or not, if you're engaged in active conflict, you are going to hit civilians if, you're really doing anything at all. So, okay, there we are. There's your big update for today. Probably the only thing you really need to know other than the Ukrainian president is still reiterating his request for a fly zone to be established. Because he knows eventually if the Russian Air Force gets into full sortie mode, uh, then things end rather abruptly for the Ukrainian resistance. All right, with that being said, uh, there are other things going on around the world, which is also part of why I wanted to avoid that. And I really spent way too much time going down that. But that's I guess it's probably good to let you know why I'm not spending a lot of time talking about it, at least not today. A couple of quick hit items that I did want to get to before I got to today's main topic, which involves Texas being on the front line and fighting uh, to end child abuse against uh, children who are being labeled as transgendered. Uh, but uh, another state is very active in that fight. Iowa, uh, Iowa officially uh, bans biological males, as of uh, today, from participating in women's athletics uh, at all levels of state-sponsored activity. So high schools and the state colleges, uh, no mas. It uh, passed the legislature, and the governor signed it into law uh, earlier today. And the other uh, should be a quick hit, but I'm probably going to linger longer than I should on that. Uh, Bill Barr is uh, still creating headlines with his brand new memoir. Of course, we talked about uh, Bill Barr's new book coming out and how he hasn't exactly ingratiated himself with conservatives around the country and hasn't exactly ingratiated himself with Trump supporters who may or may not be conservative, uh, not a requirement to be a Trump supporter, right? Well, the earliest news that came out from the book was the fact that he was talking about how he forced Trump to stand down and how they got into shouting matches and all this, but something else that has made its way out of the memoir from the former attorney general. Uh, Evidently he wrote in here that he has seen surveillance footage that he personally has seen, that he has viewed himself that proves beyond the shadow of a doubt that can Convicted pedophile and friend of Bill Clinton, Jeffrey Epstein, really, honestly, uh, and I'm not kidding, folks, really did kill himself. I don't know about you, but I'm not buying it. Now, the sudden death of Epstein, of course, back in August of 2019, it was ruled a suicide by the New York Medical Examiner. It prompted conspiracy theories that he was Murdered because of the things that he knew. But according to Barr, he says that he's seen surveillance video from the prison that shows no one else entered his cell the night he died. Of course, after Epstein died in prison in August, Barr was attorney general and given the assignment of investigating the death, which was ruled a suicide. Quoting here, conspiracy theorists speculated that Epstein was murdered in order to stop him from telling prosecutors about who else was involved in his child sex trafficking ring, if anyone. His family attorneys also said that the marks on his neck looked as though they had been strangled and not hanged by a sheet. The New York City medical examiner had conducted an autopsy, and ruled that Epstein had, in fact, killed himself by hanging. Other evidence also pointed to suicide, but it was the video evidence that confirmed the medical examiner's findings. I'm still quoting here. I personally reviewed the video footage. It shows conclusively that between the time Epstein was locked in his cell at 7.49 p.m., on the night of august 9th and the time that he was discovered the next morning at 6:30 a.m. no one entered his tier no one entered the tier you see that brings me to the primary question that brings me to wondering aloud exactly exactly what footage did he see Because as I recall, this speculation, this conspiracy theory was allowed to grow primarily because the video cameras that actually showed Epstein's cell were not functioning. We discovered that the guards that were working in that section of the jail, we're not doing their checks like they were supposed to. That they were falsifying uh, their log records. Uh, that instead of facing real criminal charges, they were let off with a slap on the wrist. We were told all these things. Forever, this is what allowed the speculation to grow. This is what allowed the the incident that launched probably one of the longest lasting. Meme explosions in history there are still new he didn't hang himself memes popping up on social media they they're not happening as fre- they're not happening as frequently now, but I still occasionally will see a new one, and I know it's new because it references something that's just recently happened blah blah this, blah blah that, and Epstein didn't kill himself, so we still see these popping up now, obviously just because there are a lot of memes about a thing doesn't mean that it's true. Of course, uh, I am a French model. Bonjour. So obviously, if it's on the Internet, it must be true, right? We, We know the truth. We do. I, and you, you fine listener, you very intelligent and reasonable person, you know not to believe everything you come across on the Internet, even... If it confirms your biases, you need to check. You need to verify. It's okay to trust, but you need to verify. That's why I tell you at the end of every hour, usually, don't take my word for any of this. Go check it out. I have been known to do such wild things in the earliest days of the show to take some wild spreading falsehood that was making its rounds that folks were buying into and do entire shows back when the show was like 30 minutes or less, do entire shows based on that story. Now you got to go way back in the archives to find them, but if if you have the time and want to, whoo, they're back there. Now I didn't do it very often. But I did do it to prove the point of how realistic it sounds especially when somebody gets fired up about the topic. How realistic is how Do you gauge who do you trust and how do you go about fact-checking? Actual fact-checking, not Facebook fact-checking. I mean, Facebook fact-checking is the equivalent of what we used to refer to as AOL inches, if you know what I'm talking about. The point still comes back around. We were told there wasn't sufficient video footage to rule out any possibility. There was no definitive proof. There was no evidence that actually showed that someone couldn't have gotten to him. And just because somebody did, didn't enter that tier of the jail, doesn't somebody who was already there wasn't responsible for doing it. So here, Bill Barr is, is you know, he, again, I really, really respected this guy at one point in time, and I really thought he was going to do it. A great job. I thought he was going to demonstrate that level of integrity. And I can still equate a certain level of integrity just because he had a clash with Donald Trump, because their personalities didn't mesh, they didn't get along. Maybe he felt like he was being bullied into doing some stuff that he didn't feel was appropriate. I can give allowances for that, but to jump on this... And to come out now and say, yes, I've seen video footage that proves conclusively, when the only thing that this footage would prove conclusively, assuming that it's even true. And I hate to be in this position. I hate to be sitting here and saying, I don't know if we can believe Bill Barr about this. I don't want to not believe him. But this is a memoir. And Political memoirs, as of late, has often been more about recalling what you wanted to be true more so than actually putting in place what honestly 100% truthfully happened. Is Bill Barr above that? Does his integrity take him to that level? Mm, I wish I could believe that, but if you're going to put this in your book and say that conclusively proves it, I don't think we can make that assertion. Now, maybe Bill is simply assuming that the guards were still basically doing their jobs, just, you know, not doing it to the letter of the law. Maybe he's making that assumption. Maybe he's making the assumption that in the course of doing their jobs, they could make sure that nobody who was already on the tier didn't get to Jeffrey. That's an awfully big assumption. So to be that certain about your statement, clearly you want it to be true or or you just want to sell books and to, and to shh, put the kibosh on a major conspiracy. I guess at this point, the only real question remains is what other juicy tidbits are going to be revealed? What other wily tricks are they going to release to the media to try to get us to buy a copy of Bill Barr's book alright I've still got a little bit of time before the mid hour break and I know I'm going to end up regretting this because I'm going to use up too much time but I'm going to call an audible I'm going to now wait until the second hour to go over today's primary topics which I typically really wanted to jump on too early And that is how Texas is ground zero for the battle for trans kids right now. But uh, I'm going to try to sneak this in. We'll do the mid-hour break. And then we will hit a different story. And then we'll hold those uh, multiple stories involving the same incidences uh, till the second hour. So you guys hang on for that. But I want to tell you about how Dr. Seuss is no longer canceled. In fact... Dr. Seuss has become so uncanceled that there's going to be new Dr. Seuss books, even though Dr. Seuss himself has actually passed away. Wondering about that, scratching your head, trying to figure it out? Well, let me explain it. So we just had the nationwide celebrations for Dr. Seuss's birthday uh, back on March 2nd. And at that point, uh, his estate announced the release ...of new books featuring previously unpublished sketches by the author... ...suggesting that the beloved children's author is no longer cancelled. It's true that six... ...air quotes in play here... ...problematic titles... ...are no longer available for purchase... ...because of alleged racist and insensitive imagery and themes. Now, however... The Dr. Seuss Library is being redeemed by getting a small, potentially woke, friendly makeover. You see, Dr. Seuss found that the company, which was founded after the 1991 death of Dr. Seuss, whose real name, of course, was Theodore Seuss uh, Grissel. Uh, apparently, apparently, a series of previously unseen sketches will be turned into... Seuss-style literature that's put together by an inclusive group of writers and artists hailing from diverse racial backgrounds. Several of the untitled projects are scheduled to be published as early as next year. Now, representatives from Dr. Seuss Enterprises promise, they promise, they swear on a stack of Dr. Seuss books that the storylines accompanying these new sketches, well, these old sketches, previously unseen, however, that they will, quote, represent a diverse cross-section of racial backgrounds to represent as many families as possible. The books will target young readers ages 4 to 8, according to the New York Post. We look forward, quoting here, we look forward to putting the spotlight on the new generation of talent who we know will bring their unique voices and style to the page, while also drawing inspiration from the creativity and imagination of Dr. Seuss. Uh, Guys, can can I ask a, a serious question right now in regards to... Dr. Seuss-style literature? Isn't this just a fancy way of saying we're going to wokeify our business model here at Dr. Seuss Enterprises and try to continue to cash in on the name of Dr. Seuss even though he's no longer with us? Even though these will clearly not be Dr. Seuss books? I mean, wouldn't it be easier? Well, clearly not easier, but wouldn't it be more, I don't know, uh, honest? To just write new children's books in your own, own woke way and just put your own name to it? Uh, that their group of diverse young voices that will be representing all these people? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be the more honest thing to do. I mean, just stop trying to trade on Dr. Seuss. You took the time to cancel Dr. Seuss. You took the time to call him problematic because of the things that he did before he wrote the children's books and the things he did after he wrote the children's books. And six very terrifyingly racist and, and problematic stories You did all this to try and destroy the reputation, and then you decided, hey, you know what? We still have a cash cow here. We had a ton of sales go up, and we saw the people who had hard copies of those problematic titles still making a fortune by selling those because now they are hard to find collector's items. Capitalism always wins, baby. And capitalism is of what's eating at these folks is that the woke, there's nobody more capitalistic than the woke crowd that claims to hate capitalism, though. I don't know if you've noticed this or not. It's not a juxtaposition. It is their actual position. It is who they are to their core. They want to enrich themselves. They don't care how they go about doing it. When capitalism works to serve that purpose, they'll use it as far as they will be able to take it. And then when that no longer serves them uh, towards their ultimate goal of enriching themselves then they go to the policing power of government to you know redirect to redistribute to claim what belongs to one and give it to another i mean ultimately that's that's the real thing we we have to understand right the leftists are trying to create a government that that isn't bad. That's not stealing from people who've earned things. They're just uh, they're just being Robin Hood guys. They're just taking from the rich, which they constantly change the definition of to serve their purpose in any given moment. Stealing from the rich and giving it to themselves. Oh, oh, wait, but uh, the, you know the poor too. Some of it goes to the poor, so it still counts. They're still Robin Hood. Jeez. So watch out for it, guys. Be be on the lookout. We're going to be getting new Dr. Seuss books soon, except the only thing Seuss about it are these so-called sketches uh, that have been previously unreleased. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if after a certain amount of time we were to discover that these sketches uh, were not even Dr. Seuss sketches. It wouldn't surprise me at all. All right. Let's go ahead and take that mid-hour break that I uh, promised everybody. Uh, Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after this.
0: I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook, and you're listening to Tim Tapp and tap into the truth. Canadian Prime Minister Dictator Justin Trudeau recently dropped the oppressive declaration of the Emergency Act. Could it be a genuine change of heart or a bunch of bold capitalists with a hit? Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Browns Coffee. It turns out that it is a bunch of bold capitalists with a hit. Trudeau dropped the Declaration of Emergency Act because the World Economic Forum leaders told them to do so. Because the Canadian people and others around the world were more quickly waking up and pushing back against government tyranny. The World Economic Forum, along with their multinational corporate overseers, reminded Trudeau that for the greater goal of complete dominance of the Canadian people and people everywhere via their treacherous virus vaccination passport registration process they still hope to inflict upon the world, along with any possible oppressive variation of regime leader Biden's Build Back Better platform. They also hope to fulfill the mission of comprehensive Digital identity and social credit tracking systems. We, the people, must fight for true liberty or it will be lost forever. I'm Ron Edwards. For Constitutional Grounds Coffee, go to Blue Ridge Coffee Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. You're listening to Tap into the Truth.
3: My name's Joe Biden. I keep forgetting I'm
1: president. Rise and shine, sleepy Joe. Now's the time, don't you know, to get into a new kind of dream. You can rest your head on the corner of your bed. You can watch the world go by. But you're never going to see what the other people see if
3: you're always going to be you're a The Dog Faced pony Soldier. Hello, this is Dan Perkins for your Songs and Stories for Soldiers Veterans Tip of the Day. What veterans who are homeless or at risk of homelessness should do for help? Veterans who are homeless or at imminent risk of homelessness are strongly encouraged to contact the National Call-In Center for Homeless Veterans at 877 4 Vet. That's 877 424 3838 for assistance. If a veteran does not have access to a phone or the internet, only then are they to visit the closest VA medical center without calling in advance. All veterans should contact their VA medical center before visiting for any reason. These steps are necessary to prevent the spread of COVID-19. So here's your Veterans Tip of the Day. Contact the VA at 877-424-3838 for more information. The VA wants to help. This has been your Songs and Stories for Soldiers, Veterans Tip of the Day.
2: Thank you so very much for staying with me through that very brief break as we fade down that music backdrop. And I take the time to remind you that if you truly, truly want to enjoy the blessings of individual liberty, then you are required to take personal responsibility. And a big part of personal responsibility, of course, is becoming self sufficient. And nobody, I mean, nobody, has been helping you stay self-sufficient longer than My Patriot Supply. That's right, My Patriot Supply. Not a big surprise at this point if you're a regular listener of the show. You've heard me make that pitch before. But it's a pitch that has even more meaning now as we go from winter into spring and spring into summer, and we continue to see the spiraling inflation that's soaking up the U.S. economy that's devoiding value to the U.S. dollar, that's collapsing lives. Yes, yeah, we see that continue, we also see things like increasing cost of corn, increasing cost of wheat. When we're being told now that that's because of Russia and Ukraine, even though that doesn't really track when you understand how these uh, food markets actually work. The only explanation for these upticks is the fact that corn had been shooting up previously to this, and it's just continued now. It's a new excuse, right? Well, the explanation before the Ukraine-Russia conflict was that corn was being redirected for other purposes beyond food. Translation, they were making ethanol the expectation is they're going to water down our gasoline even more with more ethanol than ever before that's going to drive the prices of food up and it's going to lead to more food shortages and i say more because we're already seeing lots lots of parts of this nation are seeing food shortages already on their shelves so how do you stop it how do you fight back about it? how how do you take care of your family and make sure there's enough food for you? Well, you you prepare. Prepare with My Patriot Supply. What I'm asking you to do, go to today's show description. You will see a link that is there in the show description. Uh, if you're at one of the podcast platforms, perhaps part of that link will even be live. You can click on it it'll take you to the site. But the problem is if the entire link is not live... Then you're not going to be doing me a favor. Now, understand, understand, I want you to go to my Patriot Supply. I want you to take the time to make sure that you are ready in the event of the worst. Doesn't matter if we're talking about natural disasters, doesn't matter if we're talking about just extended power outages doesn't matter if we're talking about you not being able to get enough protein or enough vegetables or whatever uh, for an extended period of time at your grocery stores locally. Whatever the event may be, be prepared. I want you to go do that. And I want you to do that for yourself and your families. That's what I want. But if you like this show enough to want to do that and still support me, then use the entire link. Just copy the whole link, whether it's live or not. Paste it in your web browser. It will take you to My Patriot Supply. And it will let them know that I'm the one that sent you. So I'll get a small commission. Just a little finder's fee for bringing your business to them. And that way it's a win, win, and win. They win because they get a new loyal customer. Because once you start buying from My Patriot Supply, you will become a loyal customer. I promise you that. They get a new loyal customer. You get to be prepared. And I get just a, a small finder's fee. You know, just a small commission. That's it. So we all three win. So if you want to support the show and go get something that you're going to need, that's the best way to do it. Also, before we jump back into the next topic, I also want to remind you, please, please, if you haven't already, you will see a link in the show description. Again, this is going to be a particularly long link. it's a link to Amazon to the pre-order page for A.J. Rice's new upcoming book, scheduled for release in July, The Woking Dead. Now, this is a great book. I have seen excerpts beyond what's printed. Uh, one of the perks of uh, being an individual with a friendly relationship with the author. And uh, it is it is a great book. It is If you are conservative at all, if you're even just slightly right of center, and you're the least bit concerned about where media and social engineering is taking the country, you're going to enjoy this book. You're going to want to have it in your library. So go ahead and go over right now. Visit it. Take a look. Decide for yourself. But I heavily encourage you to go ahead and place a pre-order for The Woking Dead from A.J. Rice. If you use the link in the show description, again, they're going to know that I sent you. So uh, I would... Not going to do very much for me, but it will, at the very least, let AJ know that traffic is being driven from here. So, again, it's just a small favor I'm asking to let folks know that you heard it here. That's all. And it's the same deal. Use the entire link. It'll take you there. Place a pre-order because that is a powerful, powerful message to the political leftists, not just here, but around the world. To the media that wants you to believe all the crap they're spouting instead of the truth that you are not alone and that America is still still alive and kicking as she was uh, intended to be. We just we just have to keep the flame burning. And they're trying their best to douse that flame of liberty, but we've got to keep it going. And it also sends a message to Amazon and stuff that we are tired of them trying to cancel books, trying to downplay the sales. So go pre-order, send that message. And as a loyal listener, if you participate in the upcoming giveaway, which we will be giving away several copies of the book in July, uh, then you may have the opportunity to get yet a second copy. So now you got one for your library, and you got one that you can either give as a gift or that you can put away in some protective type of uh, protection. You know, protective protection. Imagine that. I have, let me let me see if I can be redundant, guys some type of protective seal and, and keep it there so that when some leftist visits your house and decides, oh no, we can't have A.J. Rice telling the truth to anybody and we can't let you share it, and they just tear it up and you would be like, ha ha ha, go ahead. I've got more. So <laughs> we'll be announcing the rules for the contest later on. The giveaways will be upcoming. I'm Still trying to work on formulating exactly what it is I want to do, and we'll start making the announcement of what we're going to be doing uh, by the end of this month, this being March, and us just getting started. All right, now remember, in today's second hour, we're going to be talking about things going on in Texas and transgender child abuse, the war going on there. But uh, in kind of a similar note as the state trying to get involved with kids, but on the opposite side, where the states overstepping their bounds instead of actually protecting children, uh, this one I caught my eye, and I felt like we probably should talk about it. So we're going to talk about this for this uh, the remainder of this hour. If you're listening on terrestrial, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're listening on terrestrial radio, there's a really good chance you may not get to hear hour number two today. This is that bonus hour that I talk about quite frequently. So, if you don't get to hear it and you really want to hear these stories, please look up the podcast. You can find us just about anywhere, including going to tapintothetruth.com. Which, by the way, if you're not seeing the show descriptions and you do want to get on and support the show, you do want to go to My Patriot Supply, or you do want to go to, to Amazon and, and pre order AJ's book. Uh, but you want to support this show in the process as well, you can go to com and hit one of the banners. You just have to scroll down on the homepage, Past. Okay, I just tried to hit the squeeze button because I was copying it and it, it didn't, react immediately. So I don't know if you cut that cop or not. If you did, I apologize. I should probably try to go back and edit it, but I don't have time to do that tonight. So this is still going up the way it is. So the point is you go to the homepage on tap into the truth.com. That's T a P P into the truth, all one word, dot com. Scroll down past the recent guest section, and you will start seeing all the different banners. You can click on one of those banners and it will work just the same as having copied the links Pasted them in your web browser and you going that way. All right, so anyway, let's let's get let's get to this story. See, there's this family, Illinois. Now they're suing the state of Illinois because a child welfare investigator contracted by the state, they're a contract worker, and others alleging their three children were taken away for more than a year over the investigators' hurt feelings. Well, I mean, we know we're living in the age where if you're a leftist, your feelings matter more than facts, right? No matter what Ben Shapiro says, the left will never acknowledge facts don't care about your feelings. Well, their feelings don't care about our facts either. Those rascally rabbits. All right. So the Center Square reported that uh, Jacob and Patricia Kruger's three children were taken into custody by the Department of Children and Family Services back in 2019. This happened after their child was supposed to be discharged from a hospital for a complex medical issue. Aaron Rabier, the attorney representing the family, told the Center Square, that's a a news outfit, by the way, just a a slightly different name than most news organizations, but uh, the Center Square told them that uh, Dr. Channing uh, Petrack, I think, uh, sorry, Channing, if I'm Dr. Channing, if I'm butchering your last name, but Petracht, uh, the contractor for DCFS, was at the hospital and prepared to discharge the child following a year-and-a-half-long investigation, but reneged after she was slighted by Jacob Krueger. While the good doctor went into the meeting intending to discharge this child home to the family, which means, of course, that she didn't suspect any abuse or neglect at that time, she did a complete 180 after she was embarrassed in front of a colleague. The three Kruger children are referred to as AABB and CC in the lawsuit, which was filed on January 20th, in the Peoria Division of the United States District Court for the Central District of Illinois. The oldest of the Kruger children was three when they were taken from their family for more than a year, and the youngest was just three days old. The Center Square also reported that the middle child, referred to in court documents as BB, was being treated for a complex medical issue and about to be discharged when this nightmare began. Quoting here that Petrak was not BB's doctor. This is in the lawsuit. Jacob told defendant Petrak he did not want her involved in BB's care, treatment, or discharge planning. Now, the defendant, Petract, the good doctor, who had her feelings hurt, was offended and embarrassed by Jacob's statement. So, she left the room, as requested. But then the defendant, a.k.a. the good doctor, was not done with the Kruger family. Not just yet. You see, the lawsuit alleges that Petract was contacted. Well, no, actually contacted the others named in the lawsuit and told them her investigative findings was that the child was medically abused. So, are you catching this? So, Rapier, again, the attorney for the family... Uh, said that the family had previously endured a seventeen-month-long investigation that literally had found zero, nada, none, no medical neglect of the middle child being treated, but, but because Patract is part of the specials, because she, the good doctor, must always be respected because she is an expert who follows the science. See, She changed her findings at the last minute. So according to the lawsuit, all three children were taken from the Krugers for 467 days. A.A. was illegally seized and unlawfully detained by defendants for no reason other than that he is B.B.'s brother and the adult plaintiff's son. Now the lawsuit also says, according to Center Square... Like AA and CC, they were illegally seized and unlawfully detained for no reason other than his relation to the other plaintiffs. Defendants did not have a court order, consent, or the uh, extricate circumstances necessary to seize any of these children. Rapier also told the outlet that, quote, it's just too scary that someone has that much power and can act so arbitrarily. Now, Michelle Wilder, Wildner, executive director of the Family Justice Resource Center. Michelle told the center square that, quote, a wrongful allegation can happen to anyone. Back to quoting here for children. Under about age of three, any birth injury, medical condition, or accidental injury can launch an investigation. When children have complicated medical situations, the parents need to be able to trust the hospitals and providers to make their child better. All too often, though, when a child has an unexplained medical finding, the hospital calls in a child abuse pediatrician who DCFS relies upon to find abuse and write medical opinions in anticipation of potential litigation. Again, the family attorney, uh, still talking to the outlet, said, uh, quoting again, the family has been cleared in court, but the medical record still indicates abuse. Sadly, this one is not isolated, and we are investigating other cases where children have been removed And the allegations of abuse and neglect are false. So they're looking at other cases. Other cases where this kind of activity has happened. Now, before we go completely off the rails here and just believe what's being said in this lawsuit... It may be possible, it may be possible that that this isn't exactly accurate. It could be a case where maybe the good doctor never was going to give medical clearance, but we seem to be past that point, don't we? There seems to be plenty enough evidence that that, in fact, is the opposite of what's true. If that is the case, then we need to get to the bottom of it, and by we, I mean all Americans. We should expect answers on this. We should all be following this case, and we should all be expecting answers. We should all be holding accountable anyone put in a position of authority who's been put in a position of trust. If this lady is supposed to be able to write medical opinions in regards to the possibility of abuse, then they have to be above reproach. Because with young children in particular, this is a very tricky and slippery slope. It is very difficult, especially if your child might just so happen to be clumsy, heaven forbid. I don't think any of us have ever seen a clumsy child before, have we? Isn't that almost the definition of childhood? Kind of clumsy. Unfortunately, some of us never quite outgrow it, but a lot of us fortunately do. If you got a kid that, because they're adventurous and because they are trying to test their limits and the limits of the world around them through action, uh, sometimes injuries occur. And sometimes those injuries can look suspicious, but... We need somebody who's going to be above reproach, someone who's going to be personally detached, and someone who's going to understand. And I'm sorry, if you work for one of these child protective service agencies, you need to understand it is not just guilty people that get offended or upset or bothered that you are interjecting into their situation. It is entirely possible for somebody who does not understand why you would be called in in the first place to become extremely defensive or just become extremely agitated the fact that they have to jump through an extra hoop because they did the right thing and took their child to get medical care. That should be... Something you understand. You should be in a position where you grow thicker skin. If you haven't been doing this long enough to understand that most parents would rather you not be involved in their cases, then you're in the wrong line of work to begin with. Nobody should be calling on you. Nobody should be tapping you to come in and form this opinion. And what was it exactly that took so long for this first investigation, anyway? Months long investigation because it was a complicated medical issue? For the love of Pete. 467 days without three extremely young children. For the newborn, that means for over a year they have been without their parents, will not recognize their parents. Which may be part of the plan anyway. The state should not have that much power. The state should have to prove something bad is happening. And I have to look at the clock and see that the first hour is very nearly over. So, I'm just going to say without any fanfare and without playing anything uh, to walk us out. Don't take my word for it. Definitely don't take their word for it. In this case, definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort. Most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. Tune in for hour number two if you're listening to the podcast. Otherwise, I'm out. But don't go anywhere for the podcast. It's still going on now.
1: are convinced they should be led. I've got to be free the way God made men, and I won't be ruled by the damn U.S. Taking your right to self-defense, they say you're safer but they don't make sense. Dangerous ones will not turn in their guts. always ask people.
2: Broadcast of Tap into the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, with all the usual caveats, of course. With you as always, I am your ever so humble and, of course, your mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, and I'm coming to you from historic, lovely, beautiful, scenic Roan Gowdy, Tennessee, just a few miles away from Knoxville, in case you're wondering where that puts you exactly. And if you are familiar with the area, then hey, you can probably find me if you look around, and you know, if you're so inclined, and as long as you're relatively friendly, you're welcome to do so. Uh, if you're not going to be friendly, then don't waste your time. It's It's not going to end well for you. I'm just going to say that. You may not even get to me. My neighbors will stop you. That's all I'm saying. It's happened here a couple of times. It's been kind of crazy. Can you believe that <laughs> it's been a few years now, but I actually had some wackadoodle from uh, up north. I don't remember now even what state she was from. But she knew she uh, back when I was doing the show live and promoting the show early and using social media to promote the uh, shows when certain guests were going to be on, uh, was a controversial guest, had – had this huge blow up nationally about supposedly uh, hating gay people, uh, which, you know, is that wasn't an accurate depiction of what was going on. It very rarely is when that's what shows up in the media, by the way. But uh, because uh, she was under the mistaken impression that he was going to be here uh, instead of doing a phone interview, uh, showed up in my house, drove from three freaking states away to show up in my house. To protest, and, and it's like before I went to the studio because I was operating uh, from a location other than the home studio. Then, in fact, the home studio is still relatively a new thing. Uh, she she was at my house, just made it difficult for me to, to get started. There was a delay for the show because I had to call the cops. I had to get it was just nuts a doodle, and I, I'm happy to say that that hasn't happened uh, for quite a while. But it just shows the kind of craziness that goes on with the left. And speaking of the craziness of the left, there's some stories that all kind of play together that I want to get to today. But before we do that, I do have another couple of quick hits. Now, this may be a bonus hour for those of you listening to the podcast uh, compared to those who are listening to terrestrial radio. Uh, it's also entirely possible that uh, the programming directors may decide which of the two hours they play. So maybe you're getting to hear this and you didn't get to hear uh, the first hour of tonight's show. Now, either way, there is at least one hour of the show if you're listening on terrestrial radio that you're not going to get to hear at this point. And I'm sorry for that. But the, the easy solution is to come find the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, I highly recommend Spotify right now. Cause we're still trying to send a message to Spotify. Now that whole tobacco seems to be slowing down over there, but Spotify is a good place to go. I heart radio is a fantastic place to, to listen to the show. Um, podcast attic is a good one too. Uh, there's lots of great places, uh, to listen to the show in podcast form. And you know, the, uh, the really super cool part is that uh, most of them have a majority of the archives, so you can, like, go back and, and see past broadcasts, too. Or you can simply just go to tapintothetruth.com. That's T-A-P-P, because, you know, that's my last name, Tim Tap T-A-P-P. So it's Tap Into the Truth, you know, so it's kind of that clever title. I'm just too clever by half, right, guys? All right, anyway, enough of that business. You can visit me at Uh You can go over to the past broadcast page. And the player closest to the top that has my stuff is uh, the Blog Talk radio player. And you can listen to that one uh, if you want to. I, nothing is monetized for me there, though. So I would actually prefer you kind of scroll down a little further and get to the Spreaker player. But you'll have several listed, and you can kind of go down. Now, one of the things you're also going to see is uh, under the Blog Talk uh, Radio multiplayer, you're going to see uh, players that are set up for other broadcasts where I've either been a guest or guest hosted, uh, things of that nature. So you can kind of listen to those too. And you'll get there before you scroll down and get to the spreaker player that just has my show. And then underneath that one, uh, there's several selected broadcasts that have been voted by listeners as some of their favorites in the past. And I haven't edited that in a while. And I haven't gotten a whole lot of, uh, a whole lot of feedback in those areas in a while either. Of course, to be honest, I haven't really been asking today. And I think it's time we started getting interconnected on social media. Again, we just have to find the right platform. So if you guys have an idea about what platform you'd prefer to interact with me, uh, as far as regular listeners are concerned, uh, let's start working back in that direction. Uh, There's a lot of new listeners uh, that haven't got a chance to really voice their opinions on stuff like that. And that would be a great place to go and try to get a feel and, uh, you know, just reach out. I am present on Facebook and On Twitter and on Instagram, and I don't do very much on those because I've been throttled down so freaking low. I I started a test at the beginning of this week, back on Monday of this week, just asking for anybody who sees this post, please either hit a reaction button or uh, leave me a message if you want to put in the effort. Since that time frame, I haven't rechecked in the last couple of hours, but since that time frame, I've had six people, six people react. And this was a non-political uh, post. And I know my non-political stuff gets in front of more eyes than the political stuff does because they've throttled me back that far. I used to get thousands of interactions, usually within the first couple of hours of any post I put up. Because I've got connections to that many different people on there. I've got a a few hundred friends. You know how that works on social media. Uh, Some of them are actually people I knew, went to school with, so on and so forth. Uh, Worked with at previous positions and at the day job. And then some of them are listeners. Some of them are uh, previous guests. Some of them are fellow uh, hosts who host their own show. And we have uh, some level of interaction and connection. Uh, Rather, we've... Uh, been guests on each other's shows or maybe did some level of support or helped uh, produce segments or anything like that. Lots of people on there. Most of the people on my friends list I do actually know in some capacity and can probably tell you how I know them from. I know that not everybody falls into that category. Okay, so fine, so be it. The point is thousands of interactions, uh, even negative ones, and and I'll take those negative ones because that keeps you active and moving around uh, in the old algorithm. But now I'm throttled back so far. Some of the posts, I don't think anybody sees some of them. I honestly don't. I'm just like, why do I bother? And Twitter's even worse. Shadow banned there. But I'm also present I go for Gab and uh, at uh, Parler and at Getter and uh, Cloud Hub and uh, Spreely and Yeah, uh, MeWe. In fact, I'm starting to starting to kind of dig the interaction over at Spreely. If you're in one of the groups, uh, there's much better interaction there. I, I am starting to kind of get there. In fact, one of the fun things that goes on is uh, for Ron Edwards over at his show, the Ron Edwards American Experience, they use MeWe uh, as a chat function for their show. And uh, uh, they don't always draw a huge crowd over there, but sometimes it gets really hopping over there. So I uh, I really appreciate uh Arizona anti-hero, a listener to this show and that show uh, back in the days of uh, WCET. And uh, now uh, WCET is no longer on the air. But uh, the same uh, creative force that brought WCET to life in the first place uh, now is doing an online platform called The Last Frequency. And this show uh, can be heard there as well. I don't know how much Arizona anti-heroes listening to The Last Frequency at this point, but I do know that uh, he seems to really enjoy it when I'm a guest on Ron's show, so hopefully we're still doing that. I'm I'm babbling. Anyway, the point is, whatever platform you're on, if you're a listener, whichever one you prefer, uh, start, look me up, find me, and uh, start letting me know, and if there's... Uh, one or two platforms that really stand out from the others. We'll start getting some more interaction going. Let's get back to it. I, One of the things that has occurred while I've been recording more than doing live shows is I'm missing that interaction with the crowd. Okay, let's, let's get to some uh, quick hits before we dive in. First of all, there's a new COVID variant. Not that anybody's paying attention or cares at this point. Strangely enough, it is a sub-variant of Omicron. Uh, It's kind of weird, though. Uh, They're now saying that it's in all 50 states it's been discovered. They found it in multiple other countries. Evidently, it was first discovered in the UK, or at least that's what I was reading earlier. Um, It's kind of weird, though, because it's essentially Omicron, but according to the data, the Jab appears to have been very, very effective at stopping it. It wasn't capable of doing the breakthrough stuff that the Omicron we've all come to know and love, that because it gave almost all of us a certain level of natural immunity to the point that now, eh, masks never worked. Uh, The jab doesn't work at all against that. Why should we bother with any of it, especially since it's not killing anybody? Well, okay, good. All good things. Now, that doesn't mean there's not a few deltas still running around out there. So if you got some serious comorbidities, you still might want to be careful. Because if you accidentally come across a random delta variant still roaming around, you might face some consequences. But uh, this new sub-variant, uh, they're saying that they're not even going to give it a Greek letter name. It's different because they really do think it's just a subvariant of Omicron. Now, my question is, if this is essentially Omicron, but the vaccines are pretty much as effective or perhaps even slightly more effective than they were against Delta and uh, as effective or more so to earlier variants, then isn't it more likely that this subvariant was the original Omicron and then uh, it evolved quickly to... Managed to come up with the levels of proteins to allow it to do the breakthrough to get past the jab. I mean, isn't that more likely? I'm someone who actually studied microbiology, and I tend to think I know that that tends to be the natural order of things. But there are exceptions, there are exemptions. In fact, there are enough exemptions that you can't just assume that. But uh, if you're going to look at the majority of cases, you kind of have to think that. That's a likely possibility. In fact, you might even dare to call it a probability. So shouldn't they be thinking along those terms? They're not. And I think the big reason there is because nobody really cares at this point. We're done with it. Uh, They can deny it all they want to, and the Democrats can even play in the State of the Union address like it's still a big deal. It's not. Another quick hit, South Dakota. Well, they passes. They passes. South Dakota has passed Governor... Noam's bill to ban abortion by telemedicine. Now, all right, so telemedicine telemedicine is not going to uh, allow abortion. Okay, I I hope. I understand that this is in reference to uh, seeking an abortion and getting uh, prescriptions for abortion pills or for writing orders to... Let them go to places to have it physically performed, whatever this may be. But the fact that the idea is banning, it's like you've got to go see somebody in person if you're going to get that kind of medical attention. I'm not going to call it care because it results in the murder of a preborn child, but uh, medical attention. Uh, I, I, I can dig that. Uh, I don't think that's an undue burden. That's what the lawsuits are going to call also, a story that I'm not seeing a whole lot of coverage of, and part of me kind of wonders about that. Uh, there's this Estonian cargo ship that sunk off the coast of Ukraine after an explosion. Okay, so this Estonian cargo ship reportedly sunk after possibly hitting an undersea mine off the coast of Ukraine, uh, pretty close to Odessa. Four members of the ship's uh, crew still remained unaccounted for at the time of the latest updated report that I came across. And like I said, I haven't seen much reporting on this. The explosion uh, uh, occurred, uh, the, the, and then two others are somewhere on a raft, presumed alive. Uh, so there's four just unaccounted for and two folks that they believe are alive, but they're just floating around somewhere in the Black Sea. Now, Reuters reported that Igor Lives, uh, man, managing director of uh, this uh, Tallinn-based Manager Vista shipping agency, but that they uh, confirmed to the news agency that the massive ship had capsized. According uh, to here, the vessel has finally sunk. And uh, two of the crew are in a raft on the water and four others are missing. I don't know where they are at the moment. Now, According to the Daily Mail, they also added that the Ukrainian military believed the ship had been ordered by the Russian Navy to enter a dangerous part of the Black Sea to act as a human shield. The Russian Navy had been accused of capturing and using several other ships this past week in a similar fashion, prompting Ukraine to warn vessels to avoid the area. Now, uh... At least three commercial ships have been hit by projectiles since Russian President Vladimir Putin launched his invasion to capture moose and squirrel. Oh, no, no. Sorry. Wrong port of plan to invasion of Ukraine. So as a result, numerous shipping companies have suspended sailings to affect black Sea ports and other terminals in Ukraine, with insurance premiums for voyagers soaring in recent days. So uh okay. It's a U- Estonian vessel though. Estonia is one of Russia's neighbors and Ukraine's neighbors that just so happens to be part of the uh of that their uh, unified uh, alliance that that defensive alliance. What do they call that their thing again? Mm-hmm. Anadito, uh, uh, a Nodito, uh, a Norito, uh yeah. Oh, yeah, NATO. Estonia is part of NATO. If they hit a mine, it wouldn't be a far stretch to consider that uh, an act of war if it's in an actual shipping act or, uh You know, a, a shipping... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Lane. Lane is the word I'm looking for. Okay, if it's in an actual shipping lane. Sheesh. I'm just gonna have to get Joe Biden to start writing uh, scripts for the show for me at this point. Uh, if you're in a, if you're in an actual shipping lane, mining a shipping lane is an act of war. So who put the mine out there? It almost sounds like Ukraine might have put the mine out there. But uh, Russia is using these commercial vessels to protect their own ships. Deviously smart, but uh, quite evil, too. Because uh, if you boarded and captured an Estonian vessel, didn't you just commit an act of war against Estonia? Shouldn't that have triggered a NATO response? You attack one of us, you attack all of us, that's the deal with NATO, right? Is that maybe why we're not hearing as much reporting about it? They're not quite ready for NATO to take action here, so they just don't want anybody to know about it. Is that what's going on? I don't know. I don't like the idea, quite honestly, but I guess it kind of is what it is. All right. Um Let's go ahead and get started. I've got a few stories here involving Texas being on the front line of the battle to stop transgendered child abuse. So we'll start with this first one. We'll take the mid-hour break somewhere in this one, and then we'll try to hit as much as the other stories as we can. Uh, But definitely wanted to fit those other stories in just as the quick hits. All right, so the first story that I want to talk about is probably... Uh, a bigger deal than the others because the others are actually battles that are going on at the state level. But you just have to know the federal folks are not going to let this go. The Biden administration has threatened Texas over trans kids, stating that uh, health and human services will take immediate action if needed. These actions are clearly dangerous to the health of transgender youth in Texas. Uh, Again, they use this language. I. Uh, they keep using these words. I do not think they know. I do not think they mean what they think they mean. Uh, yeah, that's the quote I was looking for. Dang, I. I'm gonna have to take some ginkgo or something. I. Huh? I am getting some Joe Biden fog here. Anyway, President Joe Biden's administration. Word, why? Why am I doing the Russian accent for President Biden? I mean, it would make more sense if if Hillary Clinton had been elected because. Hillary is not that different from most Russians, except she, too, is globalist and not nationalist. Anyway, Joe Biden's administration warned this past Wednesday that it will take immediate action, if needed, to protect children involved in transgender surgery procedures. Now, that statement alone I'd be okay with, because children that are involved in transgender surgery procedures, if you are a minor child and you are involved in a transgender, your body is being mutilated by a so-called professional surgeon, then you need immediate action to protect you. But sadly, we know that's not what the Biden administration means, is it? See, both the White House and Health and Human Services Secretary, good old Xavier. See, they issued separate statements, but they both did so on Wednesday, uh, condemning Governor Greg Abbott, condemning the governor's direction to the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services to investigate the parents of children who've undergone so-called sex change procedures quoting here this is government overreach at its worst that's of course is Joe Biden speaking now if anybody government overreach Joe Biden's there he is an expert i mean the uh, freaking vaccine mandates and private sector business if if we have ever seen governmental overreach uh, that probably is the single greatest example of it ever. So the man knows about governmental overreach. It's practically his middle name. Anyway, Biden said, uh, this is government overreach at its worst. Like so many anti-transgender attacks proliferating in states across the country, the governor's actions callously threatened to harm children and their families just to score political points. These actions are terrifying many families in Texas and beyond. And they must stop. Okay, uh, excuse me, they're uh, uh, barely there, Uh, Beijing, Biden, uh, handsy-feely, creepy Uncle Joe. Um, no. You got it backwards. You really do. You got it completely and totally backwards. Now, I get. You're pandering to a part of the base. I understand that. See, you've managed to convince a part of your base that somehow, magically, their children are transgendered, and that helps make them to be a little bit more cool. The phenomenon of trending trans is a social contagion. There are people today coming out claiming to be transgender who are not even suffering from gender dysphoria. They've just been led to believe that they have to somehow find some way for they themselves to be special. They (coughs) must be special. Excuse me, I, I did hit the button. And I'm... Now, I'm really starting to wonder if, if this is even recording properly. It's acting weird. I did try to hit the button to pause so the cough wouldn't be there. So I apologize, and I'm probably gonna probably gonna have another issue because I don't think my whole platform here is so wanky now. Okay, so my switchboard and control panel is not as responsive as usual. There's delays and hiccups. So I don't know how much of this you're getting. Uh, if, if you've been catching the coughs where I've been trying to hit the button to keep it from happening, I do apologize, but I'm going to continue. And at this point... Joe Biden has this backwards. He really doesn't seem to understand. This is not government overreach that Texas is doing. This is actually government responsibility. There are a few reasons why governments exist, especially in the United States. The federal government is supposed to be the most limited. The state governments are supposed to be more powerful than the state governments in a majority of things. And then your local governments are supposed to have even more uh, authority uh, directly over you, which is... Because it's the closest to you, and it's the easiest for you to, if you don't like how it's going, to move somewhere else nearby. But there are no callous threats here. There is no harm to children here. This is going to protect children, if allowed to proceed. And that's going to be the big tricky part, isn't it? We'll get to that in another story after this. Now, the... uh HHS Secretary, Xavier, he also said in its statement, quote, he's promising that HHS is committed to protecting young Americans who are targeted because of their sexual orientation or gender identity. And he said that he has directed HHS to evaluate the tools at our disposal to protect trans and gender diverse youth in Texas. And again, they're missing the point. Again, they're misdirecting. They're placating a base that wants them to believe that, oh, we're on your side and we're trying to protect you. And we're trying to make sure that that you can be who you are. And we're going to protect you from those mean, mean people that are trying to protect you. One more time, let me reiterate the point that we are talking about minor children. Some of these children are 15 and 16. They've, they've been going through puberty. and Some of them even hit puberty early because of great nutrition and vitamins. Yay for them. They may actually be past puberty right now because, you know, the earlier you start, the earlier you're done, Right? But even at 15 and 16, you are not yet mature enough to make decisions that are going to affect you for the rest of your life. One could argue that at 18, it might still be too early. One could argue that at 21. In fact, I could make a pretty good argument for some 45-year-olds that I know. A few 50-year-olds that I know. They never did get much past that. Well, this was, I peaked at 17 and I'm going to live the rest of my life as if I'm still 17. I think we all know some people like that by now, at least here. They kept utilizing the phrase gender affirming medical care. Okay, that's the new euphemism gender affirming. Uh, the mutilation, the surgical mutilation of children. But but they're gonna they are they got to give it a pretty name, right? Let's all say it together one more time, because we're going to start hearing this one a lot, boys and girls. So let's get used to it now. Let me lead you in a chorus. Gender-affirming medical care. Now, that's a phrase which activists and liberal media use to describe sex change surgeries or gender transition surgeries. Well, Xavier over there, he's promised that HHS will take immediate action if needed to protect transgender youth. And yet it's actually Texas that's taking the immediate action, or trying to anyway, to protect this youth. If you are suffering from gender dysphoria as a teenager... Every piece of information, every piece of data has suggests that somewhere in the high 90s of percentages, somewhere in the high 90s, you're probably going to outgrow the dysphoria. You're going to get to a point where you come to accept who you are. You're going to be happy with who you are and what your biological identity is. Your sex assigned at birth is going to become your actual identity. The overwhelming majority of young people who suffer, and I do mean suffer, because they do, it's a struggle, it's bad, and it's beyond what most people have to deal with. We need to remember we are still talking about living, breathing human beings that are going through a thing, a thing that most of us will never understand. But among the real people that suffer gender dysphoria as a teenager, you typically outgrow it before you get past 22. Now, that might seem like a long time to wait, especially when you're that young, because let's face it, we've all been there. Those of us who are 50 and older, they know that when we were seven, summer felt like years. When we were 35, all of a sudden the years... Felt like a couple of months. Once we get past 50, all of a sudden the decade's gone by and it's like, what the hell? I just took a nap. And if it keeps getting worse beyond that as we keep getting older, um, I'm not sure I want to be on this ride much longer. But that's another story. <sighs> Immediate action if needed. There is immediate action needed, and that's the action that Abbott and company are trying to take. He also said, quote, I know that many youth and their supportive families are feeling scared and isolated because of these attacks. HHS is closely monitoring the situation in Texas and will use every tool at our disposal to keep Texans safe. Again, I will remind you that's actually the job of the Texas state government, and Abbott has a much bigger charge in that than you do, Xavier. Now, Governor Abbott has warned that, quote, it is already against the law to subject Texas children to a wide variety of elective procedures for gender transitioning, including the dreaded reassignment surgeries that can cause sterilization, Mastectomies, man, I have got a frog in the back of my throat and it is not wanting to go away. So mastectomies uh, (laughs) can cause sterilizations, mastectomies, removals of otherwise healthy body parts and administration of puberty blocking drugs or uh, suprapsychological doses of testosterone and estrogen. Is that the right word? Serpa-physiological. It's closer. I don't know. Anyway, either the puberty blockers or then the excessive dosages of the sex hormones. Like if you're a biological female and they start just absolutely overdosing you on testosterone. Or if you're a biological male and it's like... Oop, got to make you look like a woman. Here's all the estrogen you can handle and then some. And, hey, have uh, have some soy lattes uh, to wash it down with. Be a soy boy, too. Oh, no, be a soy girl. Sorry. So it was already against the law in Texas to, to force this on children, as it should be. Look, if you get to become an adult, if you're an adult and this is the route you want to go and you're making this decision, then, okay, then it's you and it's up to you. I get it. But parents shouldn't be putting pressure on you one way or the other. As a minor, it should be just cut and dry. Minors don't get to do this, period. Parents for it or against it, it still doesn't happen. It's elective. It doesn't, doesn't do any good for someone who has not yet developed what their identity is going to be. And in this modern age, where we put so very little pressure and so very little expectations on our children, part of the reason why so many of them can't cope with reality and have to turn to alternative means of dealing, you know, like drugs or aberrant sexual behaviors or both, the reason they're doing this is because we haven't adequately Prepared them for the world because the world doesn't care how soft you've been raised or how tough you've been raised. The world's going to try to chew you up and spit you out, period. That's what it's going to try to do. Build you a strong network. Make some really good friends. Keep your family unit strong as best you can. And if you're somebody who's at the ridiculous disadvantage of not being able to do those things, then you're going to have to be even tougher. Stop looking for excuses not to live. Get into life. That's what you've got to do. And you have to be prepared. And we as parents need to do a better job of preparing our children for that. And then we as grandparents need to make sure that our children have all the tools necessary to do that for their kids. And when they can't or won't, especially if they just don't want to, they want to do this, then we have to be stealthy about it. But we still have a responsibility to protect our families. But children are children, period. Children are children, period. That's it. End of discussion. Anything that's going to affect them permanently and can possibly damage them, can possibly be detrimental to the person they're going to become, shouldn't be allowed. No one should be allowed to profit off of it either. And I'm looking at you, all you wackadoodle surgeons out there, all you... Psychologists that are making a living specializing in transitioning of young children. Back up the truck. Get a grip on reality. This is unacceptable. And I'm sorry, the phrases that you guys are using at the federal level are the right phrases to say, but the actions you want to take is the exact opposite of what you're saying. You're not working to protect these children. Well, if the parents are okay with it, shouldn't the parents be allowed to raise their children the way they want to? Uh, Typically, I would say yes, but I think we all agree that there's limits when it comes to abusive behaviors. Nobody wants to stand back and watch a kid get abused. And there is a difference between discipline and abuse. There is. Sometimes the line can seem a little blurry. An instance like this, that's not one of those occasions. If you're going to let a surgeon mutilate the body of your child for no reason other than the fact that it's trendy, for no reason other than the fact that your child says, well, today I feel different than what I see when I look down there. How old are you? I'm 12. That's going to be feeling kind of different to you quite a bit over the next couple of years. Surprise, puberty. Going to have to ride this one out. When that ride's over, I got your back. I'll support you. When you're actually old enough to know what's happening, who you're going to be, what you're going to be like, then, yeah, okay, if that's really what you But please, please be certain, be sure. Don't do this just because somebody else says. Don't do this just because I said, no, we got to wait. Don't be stubborn on this. This is too important. This is going to affect you and your happiness moving forward, period. So just be sure. And there's nothing wrong with taking a little extra time to be sure. But it is clear, barely there, Beijing Biden, handsy-feely, creepy Uncle Joe, It is clear that you've got no business in this anyway. And just because you said some pretty words in the state of the year, I got y'all back. You ain't got jack, brother. Stop it. We're going to protect trans children. There's no such thing. That's right. I'm going to take some flack for it, but I'm going to say it. There it is. There's no such thing as a trans child. There is a... Mentally manipulated child that might believe they are. But again, if you're dealing with a child, and we are talking, let's not forget, they point out sixteen and seventeen year olds because they're getting really close to eighteen. The left loves to pull those kids out to make their case. But we are talking about children as young as four in a lot of these cases. A lot of, them, a majority of them are under fifteen. Okay, under 15. So even if they started puberty early, therefore supposedly ending puberty late, they still haven't had enough time to truly develop their sexual identity, their gender identity, how they want to present whatever language, whatever whacked out descriptions you want to use. They're not there yet. They're just not. And I know there's no 15-year-old anywhere on the planet that wants to hear from me saying, sorry, I know you think you know what you want, but you really don't. But trust me, in just another three years, there's going to be so many things that you looked at what you thought you wanted now that you're going to be so happy you didn't get. You know how I know that? Because it didn't just happen to me. It happens to everyone. The only people that that doesn't happen to are either really, really super uber lucky or they're too stupid to know that they're not where they need to be. It's one or the other. And, and it, it really is both. It really is. It, it really does fall into one or the other. And in a lot of cases, it actually is both. All right, let's 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 get that break in. I'm a little too fired up on this topic. Let's sneak in a break and uh, then we'll just go all out for the next little bit. Don't go anywhere, guys. I'll be back right after this.
0: I'm Ron Edwards, host of the Edwards Notebook, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the truth. I believe I have finally come to the point where I can thank Democrat politicians and media activists for unknowingly igniting a populist restore U.S. movement that may dwarf the Trump MAGA movement. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards on today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds Coffee. The Biden regime has boldly gone where no one has gone before to bring about economic, moral and academic destruction throughout the land. Biden and companies' suppression of the truth regarding the Corona China virus, the unleashing of record numbers of ghoulish thugs, both domestic and illegal border crossers, the shutdown of economic growth and energy independence, along with the instigation that helped to create the madness going on right now in Ukraine, and the confirmed torture of freedom-loving patriots in the United States gulag in D.C. and two other locations, while Capitol Police officer Michael Bird is free after murdering an unarmed woman. This Democrat Party madness is uniting Americans from all walks of life who desire life, liberty, and our unalienable rights, which come from God Almighty. I'm Ron Edwards. For Constitutional Grounds Coffee, go to BlueRidgeCoffeeCrafters.com. Ron
2: Edwards, the new voice of America. You're listening to tap into the truth.
3: My name's Joe Biden.
0: But the only way we put it behind us is if more Americans get vaccinated. We also know that as our economy has come roaring back, we've seen some price increases. Some folks have raised worries that this could be a sign of persistent inflation. But that's not our view. Our experts believe, and the data shows, that most of the price increases we've seen are were expected, and, and are expected to be temporary. I keep forgetting I'm president. In 1941, when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, only 3.8 percent of babies born in the United States were born to unwed mothers. LOI. Ron Edwards on today's page from the original book brought to you by constitutional grounds coffee during my formative years growing up in Cleveland my dad spoke of the importance of fully intact families in fact he believed that the United States would only be as strong as her families. I long ago came to the conclusion that Dad's belief in the importance of strong families for the stability of our republic was spot on. Today, our one-time envy of the world nation is suffering the impact of over 40% of children being born into one-parent homes where fathers are not present. If this trend is not reversed very soon, our days as a great, powerful nation will be over. The Saul inspired leftists, along with their foreign friends like... The Chinese are celebrating this troubling trend that could help render our beloved nation unable to sustain herself or defend herself from enemies, both foreign or domestic. I'm Ron Edwards. For Constitutional Grounds coffee, simply go to BlueRidgeCoffeeCrafters.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. <laughs>
2: Gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying with me through that very brief break, a break that's running a little late because I got a little fired up. And worst of all, I think, unfortunately, the way my interactive uh, server here and uh, the switchboard and everything else I got working here, it seems to be going pretty glitchy tonight. So I hope that the audio is way more smooth than what I'm afraid it's going to sound like. But anyway, uh, we have it. We are ready. It is Time to continue. But before I jump back in with this next story, I want to remind you that uh, in the first hour, we talked about My Patriot Supply and how being prepared is going to be more important than ever. And is a really good time to do that. You know what else? Besides going to My Patriot Supply, you may just need something to help you get through for a few hours and satisfy your sweet tooth. And be healthy for you. Now, usually that's not such a great combination. Usually it's pretty hard to satisfy that sweet tooth and still have something that's good for you. But if you have a sweet tooth like I do, then you're an expert in what sweets are really, really good. Trust me on this. I I do know. (laughs) And uh, what I can tell you is there is, well, there's this candy bar that... uh, is marketed as a protein bar they keep trying to tell us it's a protein bar relatively low on calories it's really really good for you uh but i'm still not convinced i i know what they're saying i know what the informational stuff there the nutritional facts say but i take one bite of this and i'm thinking that candy bar has ever been as good as the great candy bars i loved growing up so no i i I'm just going to have to be a little skeptical. And I'm inviting you to come be just as skeptical. Check out Built Bar. Uh, There will be a link in the show description as per the norm. Uh, Just do what I keep telling you to do uh, if you want to check these things out and help support the show. But just in case you're brand new to the program, let me lay out what that actually is. You see, if you're listening to the podcast, then there's an excellent chance that you are somewhere uh, on that platform That as you scroll up and you look at the show description, you will see the word Built Bar. Well, you're also going to see My Patriot Supply, and you're also going to see pre-order page for A.J. Rice's new book, The Woking Dead. Now, you're going to see those uh, various links, and then you're going to see, after those words, you're going to see a, a link. And on a lot of these platforms, part of that link will be live, but not the whole thing. So some of them, you're going to click, and it's going to put you in... Uh, this area that it's not going to take you to a page at all. Some of them, you're going to, because more of the links going to be there, you're going to click it and it's going to take you to the right place, but they're not going to know I'm the one that sent you. So here's what I'm asking you to do in these cases. Just go ahead and please, regardless, unless you can see that the entire link is live and in a few platforms, it is. I need to go back through and check and see which ones I can tell you, whichever ones you're listening to. Uh, And I appreciate whatever ones you're listening to. But if the whole link isn't live, then what I need you to do is copy the whole link then paste that in your web browser, and then go visit. And that way, you can still go check out everything that's going on. You can see for yourself. I keep telling you, don't take my word for anything. Uh, Be prepared to do your own homework and to use your brain. In this case, you can go check out Built Bar all on your own. You can see what's going on. You can even try it. In fact, I triple-dog dare you to try a Built Bar. In fact, get the... uh, Get the multi-flavor pack so you can decide which one is your favorite. And uh, then it turns into that win-win-win situation I keep talking about for all the other folks that we deal with, too. It's a win for Built Bar because they're going to have a brand-new customer, a loyal repeat customer in most cases. I'm pretty confident that you're going to love it if you do it. It's going to be a win for you because you're going to have a great-tasting, healthy bar. Uh, now you 're just going to have a great candy bar that just so happens to have a lot of protein in it it 's going to be good for you, I promise, although it's still it 's a candy bar i'm i 'm still not buying into it and then you 're also going to have a win for me because if you use that link as i 'm asking they 're going to know I sent you, and if you make a purchase that way, I get a tiny commission on the sale, so I get just a you know a little finder's fee for uh, putting the two of you together it it's, It works it helps support the show so if you want to help to su- support the show. And go check it out. That's the perfect thing to do. Plus, if you're listening on terrestrial radio, or you don't have the link handy, or maybe you're just thinking later, it's like, oh yeah, what did he say to do? Uh, instead of having to look back up to find the show to get to the show description, the easiest thing you can do then is just tap in uh, to your. Oh, uh, type into your uh, your bar there tap into the truth.com. That's T A P P into the Truth And then you don't have to go any further than the home page. Just scroll down past recent Guests. And once you're down there, you'll see various banners. And just click on any one of those banners. And the same thing is true for AJ Rice's upcoming book, The Woking Dead. You can do that. You can place a pre-order. The book is going to be released in late July. We will be giving away copies of that book, however, and uh, we'll be making an announcement at the end of this month or at the very first of next month uh, how you can go about getting involved and uh, being eligible to receive a free copy. We'll work on that. Now, obviously, it's going to be kind of a contest thing, but we also want to try to help promote the show and promote the book and all these other things. So if you go and pre order one, uh, you know for sure you will get it. Plus, you'll be sending a strong, powerful message to elitist globalists everywhere, leftists that think they can control what you think and what you do. You'll be sending a message to the mainstream legacy media that they have not completely brainwashed you yet. And you'll be sending a message to Amazon, a strong message, because Amazon's got this real bad habit of seeing some stuff and suppressing it or just not letting it on the platform at all or taking it off of the platform once they figure out what it is. Pre-order enough of it, though, and they won't do it. It sends a strong message, so please do that. Get a copy. And if you end up winning a copy after you've already ordered one, then guess what? Then you got two copies. The options are limitless. You can keep both of them and put one in some type of protective seal and keep it around for posterity while you read the other or, you know, whatever else you need to do with it. However, so go about that. Oh, my goodness, I'm looking at the clock, and I am already out of time i got to get this in, though. Okay, so we're talking about what's going on in uh, Texas. Now, this is after the ACLU of Texas had already filed a lawsuit against Abbott directly over this. And now, on Wednesday, a Texas district judge blocked the investigation by the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services of a specific parent, the one involved with the ACLU lawsuit. Uh, of a 16-year-old who claims to be transgender. Now, back on February 22nd, Texas GOP Governor Greg Abbott wrote a letter to the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services. You already know this part. We've already went over it in the earlier article. In which he stated, The Office of the Attorney General has now confirmed in the enclosed opinion that the number of so-called sex change procedures constitutes child abuse under existing Texas law. Because the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services is responsible for protecting children from abuse, I hereby direct you and your agency to conduct a prompt and thorough investigation of any reported instances of these abusive procedures in the state of Texas. Quoting here, It is already against the law to subject Texas children to a wide variety of elective procedures for gender transitioning, including the reassignment surgeries, the mutilation of their bodies uh, that can cause sterilization, blah, blah. We've already covered that. Texas laws impose reporting requirements upon all licensed professionals who have direct contact with children who may be, excuse me, who may be, Uh, ...subject to such abuse, including doctors, nurses, and teachers, and provides criminal penalties for failure to report such child abuse. Texas law also imposes a duty on DFPS, that's Department of Family Protective Services, to investigate the parents of a child who is subjected to these abusive gender transitioning procedures and on other state agencies to investigate licensed facilities where such procedures may occur. Okay, so we've already talked about all of that. Okay, so ACLU filed a lawsuit on behalf of a family. Uh, The mother of the 16-year-old here in question, who actually works for the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services, filed suit against the governor and the uh, DFPS commissioner, James Masters, and, uh, others. And according to the lawsuit, the Department of Family and Protective Services became aware of the teen's treatment after her mother, an agency worker who reviews abuse and, and neglect reports, asked a supervisor to clarify the impact of Abbott's order the following day. Within hours of making the inquiry... The lawsuit said the employee was placed on leave and later informed that she and her husband would be investigated to determine if they abused their daughter by providing medical treatment for gender dysphoria. Again, there's no such thing as medical treatment for gender dysphoria. There is this big effort push to try and get these children as early as possible transitioned so that, well so that a lot of them will fall into the trap of that high percentage of suicides that take place. But these parents may very well believe the advice of the doctors and think that this is actually the best way to help their child. They may believe that. They may not know the stats. They may not know anything other than the fact that this is our loving child, that we, we just want to have their back. You know, like a Joe Biden's got your back kind of thing. But here's the thing. On Wednesday, Travis County District Judge Amy Clark Meacham just so happens to be a Democrat, she stated in her ruling in uh, this particular lawsuit, from the facts set forth in plaintiff's petition and the declarations attached thereto, the court finds plaintiffs will suffer irreparable injury unless defendants are immediately restrained from enforcing the governor's letter and the DFPS statement. The court finds Jane Doe has been placed on administrative leave at work and is at risk of losing her job. And that Jane, John, and Mary Doe face the imminent and ongoing deprivation of their constitutional rights. The potential loss of necessary medical care. Necessary? I don't have enough time to react to this. Necessary? What is it ne- again? Child, minor, only sixteen. Child, minor, not necessary. Irreparable harm will be done by the surgery. Oh, my gosh! All right, guys, I I've got to wrap this up, but I promise you, we are not done talking about this topic, or these stories, or the other stories that are going with, because there's more. More stories going, but I've got to wrap it up here. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so very much for staying to the end. Remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort. And most importantly, use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. In the meanwhile, guys, please, please stay as safe as you can out there. Getting harder and harder, all the crime going up. Stay healthy if you can. That's actually getting easier. Omicron has saved the day. And, uh, you know, uh, be smart, even if it goes against your nature. (laughs) I'm out.
1: Gun Control Is using both hands Founders knew the second amendment Was the final one to keep So hold on Take on control is using both hands. Is using both hands